Welcome to the Pilot's Lounge, where it's all things freedom, flight, and fitness. Join your hosts, Spencer Payne, Nick Yates, Brett Kroll, and Kyle Kilroy, while we bring you aviators of all types from around the world. All right, guys, welcome back to the Pilot's Lounge. On today's first hold short episode, which is a new thing we're doing. They're going to be kind of 15 to 20 minute long, perfect for that drive to work or home from work. Unless you're a psycho and live really far away, then listen to our normal episodes. But we are starting the hold short series to talk about all the stuff that we don't normally get to talk about that we want to talk about from aviation and aerospace news to fitness stuff to just bullshitting around and, you know, talking about other things. That's what is going to fall into the hold short realm. I'm joined today by Spencer and Brett, the OGs. And on today's hold short, we're going to do a little quick recap of year one of the Pilots Lounge. It's something that we've kind of been wanting to do, but it didn't really align with a guest interview. So I figured we'd roll it into the first hold short episode. So, you know, just living in my mother and father-in-law's basement. So killing it. How about you? Oh, you're for real living in your... Well, I'm in transition right now and we're trying to buy a house, but the market is really, really thin here in Michigan. So um, yeah, we're, we're squatting and basically homeless for now, but saving money. So that's true. Getting, getting paid and not having to pay for rent. So can't complain. Yeah. Uh, For those that don't know, Brett's, Brett's on to his post cab life now on his transition out doing some CSP, doing his commercial ratings. Yeah, trying to. It's a, uh, it's you know that single pilot life's a little different. So we're working through it. I should be checking my for instruments here soon, and then I don't think it's much more to to get the commercial add on. Um, nah, not for you, especially because you're already. I mean, we're already all rated commercial yeah. aviators if you've done your uh, equivalency test. So should right. be pretty legit. So how much? How much are you flying each week? Twice. Okay. Two days a week. Cool. Uh, they couldn't really take me much more. They have a heavy student load, load, lots of load of yeah, heavy loads. <laughs> Next favorite. <laughs> oh yeah. My favorite. You know, what's crazy is I was thinking the other day, like when, when I was going through what we wanted to do on this, like first episode, it has nothing to do with heavy loads. I know Spencer's laughing. He's like, Oh, you were thinking about heavy loads, huh? If you could see his face right now, he's red. Um, but you know, what's crazy is just like how this whole thing transitioned. And I realized that when I was setting up my email or yeah, <laughs> Brett's sitting here in the zoom call, clicking his pen. And for any of you who've listened to like episodes one through three, you, you probably hear in the background and that's Brett sitting there clicking his pen nonstop. And I did, I, there's no way to edit that out. But yeah. on that note, the audio has come. It's night and day. From like when Spencer and I sat on that first episode, not really knowing what we were doing at all, to now, I feel like it's a totally different show, really. It is. I didn't even know who the fuck you were either. So that was fun getting to know each other over yeah, discussions sure, of man. heavy loads and professional aviators. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was like, nice, nice finally seeing your face after, you know, all the Instagram creeping that I did. Yeah, I know, man. But like the crazy thing is just, I feel like, the vision has stayed the same 
you know, over, over the last year, everything that we originally set out to do has, I feel like pretty much come to fruition, but I think like so many people don't realize how much stuff on the, like the back end that has changed just in terms of how we're structuring it, how we run it, how fluid things team like seem to go in the setup process. Um, because like when I first came into it and when Spencer and I, you know, had that first episode, I was in the process of doing, you know, the whole Redcon One Solutions thing that through a whole conversation we're not going to get into on here kind of dissipated. And then for those of you who don't know, we kind of wrapped the Pilot Launch podcast fully as a product of Brotalian. So if you notice, like our episodes don't necessarily always have the Brotalian advertisement anymore because we've pretty much aligned them. They're synonymous. When people hear, you know, the Pilot Launch podcast, they know it's it's Brotalian. It's the Brotalian people that are doing it. And I think that that has actually, if anything, helped the podcast because it's helped us kind of align what the future of that like future of the podcast is, you know, it's all things, freedom, flight, fitness, and friendship. And I think that especially with the guests that we've had on all those people are like hundred percent, they align with that too. You know, I mean, Spencer, what was your like initial thought process when you were getting into this for Brotalian? Um, I mean, I remember talking to Brett, I was at the airport um, coming back from JRTC and he said that some nerd reached out to him on Instagram about wanting to do a podcast. <laughs> You're not um, wrong. And yeah, I think uh, I think I just DM'd you as well or whatever from the page and we just talked about it. And I had never even thought of it. I'm a big podcast guy. I consume a lot of podcasts. Um, I'm just never been super into reading. So I absorb knowledge a lot that way. And it's nice to uh, maximize time in the car, you know, 30 minutes to and from work every day doing something productive instead of just fucking listening to music or whatever. Um, so I didn't really have a vision. I mean, Nick, you've really done a good job of kind of spearheading the whole podcast um, for Brotalian. It's pretty exciting that now it's just like a Brotalian thing and you are a podcast guy. Um, you know, we've come a long way over the past year, not just in the podcast, but as an organization in general. So I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. I think we've started to um, get a little bit better rhythm of getting people on here more frequently, you know, a couple of times a month. I know the deployment didn't help um, because when you weren't here, it was difficult for Brett and I to kind of run the podcast amongst the other shit that we do. So, yeah. And that was a hundred percent unexpected. You know, from a, from a standpoint of, of management, I look back and I'm like, okay, well, how, how could we have avoided that? And let's say, you know, I end up having to leave for work again. How do we avoid that? And I think that what we are doing right now is actually setting us up for success in the future by kind of preloading guests and scheduling, not like holding off. I think initially we were like, oh, well, let's wait to schedule that guy. But now we're like, no, let's, let's record with whoever we can on our list prior to you know, potentially running into that situation again, because then you can, you know, we can edit, have them ready to go and not run into a three month long block where we're like, Oh fuck. Like we don't have anybody or we don't have any content because uploading audio in Kuwait takes two and a half weeks on a, on a 2.4 megabit connection, you know, but I do think we've, I do think we've kind of developed a lot in that sense and just how we run that. And I think everybody's way more comfortable with reaching out to people. Um, but I think it also goes back like our first episode, like our first guest episode was with fucking Fred North. 
like I think that set the stage, at least in my opinion, I think that sets the stage because he was so relaxed in as a guest. And I, I didn't expect that. I didn't really know because I know like we we were all in our group text, like, oh, you know, let's try to keep it chill and not like super interviewing. And then it just went, it just totally worked out. Like I, I wouldn't have imagined that going any better other than the audio quality, which we're we're gonna get it back on. But um I think that helped set the stage for us in how we want to run things in the future, because that gave us an example of what easy looks like, you know? Yeah. And just don't wear a game cast headset, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know though. So speaking of horrible headsets or game cast headsets, look at, you know, uh, Mark Fogel's headset, but the audio quality sounded Great. It sounded awesome. I was skeptical it like he saw that thing on his head. It looks like he stole it from a Britney Spears concert. I thought he I thought he still had it from when you had to like plug your headphones into a Dreamcast and sit there and game back in his Usafa days. Looks yeah. like he worked for Comcast. Like <laughs> calling people all day. He's at a he's running a call center from his home. So out of curiosity, and I I said I wasn't going to do it when I was thinking about today's little hold short episode. If you guys could pick one guest to call your favorite episode, and if any of our guests are listening to this, I apologize, but every every guest kind of resonates with an individual person because of something they said or just their persona or how they talked about certain issues. What is your guys' like favorite guest that we've had on so far? I have two. Um, from a content standpoint, it would be Mark, who we just had on. Um, it was a really short episode, and I feel like we crammed as much like helpful material in that 30-minute window that we had. Um, and just from that guy's like professional resume and what he's accomplished and what he's doing was – I mean, we've had a lot of badass people on the podcast, so I'm not trying to discount anybody else. I mean, you know, Jesus Christ, Charlie Plum and Fred North. But um, me personally, I thought that was the best one from like kind of a professional standpoint. And then I had the most fun when we had uh, my buddy Steve on – who also congrats to him. He just graduated uh, Top Gun um, this past week. So, you know. That's fucking awesome, man. Cue the fucking music. Um, but yeah, man, just like his story about loose asshole and his call sign and all that kind of stuff. was just. Dude, he, he was a riot. Yeah, he was he's, an absolute he's riot. fucking hysterical. He was like that in college too. So I had a lot of fun with that one. Um, those are probably my two votes i don't know i guess i didn't really answer your question because you asked for one but i can't really give you one so that's okay spencer we're gonna love you anyway thank you my favorite well i think i got two as well Uh, i think the the one that i you know kind of started to understand the podcast process the best was episode 12 with sean borland um mainly because spencer's (laughs) spencer had to bail like a few (laughs) minutes into the episode because his dog like His do- something happened with his dog. His dog had an emergency, so it was just that, me that, and that Sean. Emergency. Oh, I remember because, yeah. like, all of a sudden, I'm listening to this as I'm going through the editing process, and out of nowhere, Spencer's like, "Okay, gotta go. Have fun, guys." And I'm like, "What in the world?" Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, but then, you know, my second or you know concurrent favorite with that was interviewing Rob, and and that's mainly just because of how we've kind of grown with Rob and how much of a supporter he is of, you know, Brotalian, our foundation and the podcast. So um, never met him. We've never met him, but we hope to meet him soon. And, you know, he's a great person. So Rob, I know you're listening. Appreciate you. Yeah. And that, you know, that kind of brings another point that we've talked about and, you know, we've actually talked about with Rob because 
the, the content on that episode from a military aviator standpoint of view, or I should say an army aviator standpoint of view is just impeccable. Um, I think we talked to, especially as a warrant officer and he's, you know, he's just like the consummate CW five. That's a real mentor. You know, he took the politics out of it. He took all of that shit out of it. And he just was like very black and white, like, Hey, this, this is the problem that we face as a future of army aviation on the warrant officer side. But I would say for my two episodes, I would definitely say Mark Fogel um, for on a personal level and probably a professional level as well um, in terms of the content being provided. I think it was just something totally different for us because the focus of the episode wasn't necessarily on aviation so much as professional development. I think as a warrant officer aviator, Rob's episode probably resonated with me more because I felt like I was talking to a mentor. Um, not that I don't feel like I'm talking to a mentor when, you know, we've had other guys like Fred North and these very, very experienced people on. Um, so, you know, those are, those are definitely my two favorite. I think that with this last episode with Mark, I think our focus of content opened up because talking to him and realizing what people like that can bring to the podcast for people. It's not that we don't love hearing war stories because we do love hearing war stories. We love hearing people like Charlie Plum come on and talk. I mean, his story is incredible unmatched by a lot. But then you get people like Mark Fogel who have didn't necessarily stay in the army, but they got out, took the skills and are applying it somewhere else. Like that's just something we hadn't really directly had. I think the whole short stuff gives us the ability to push out the things that Mark was actually talking about. If we want to talk about, Hey, like how do you take your army experience and put that on a resume? Because that's something me, myself, like I, I really don't know how to verbalize because there's specific keywords that I don't know. And you know what a senior executive's lo- looking for, but they can bring that content to us. Um, but I don't really know right now what the vision for that future really is, but I feel, I feel like it just kind of naturally is on that trajectory. Um, you know, the mix between having the guests on, and then the whole short being fun and professional development type shit, you know? But. Yeah, it, it kind of, it's kind of what we're doing with the ready room, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's not only networking, but it's providing opportunity for, you know, guys that either served or are transferring or, you know, moving on from active duty into the guard and want to start something else. So like we kind of, at the t- I would say the second half of our episodes this past year kind of moved into, Hey, like, these are the other opportunities that you have, which I think is really important. Um, so I think that's something we'll definitely maintain. You know, I was thinking about the other day, I actually had an interesting dream and I'm pretty sure it was Luz as well, where he shit his pants at the urinal. And I'm sitting here in my dream in like, I, in my dream, I got pantsed by a kid. I remember from high school and I was probably, I, I don't know, in the dream, I guess I was in high school, but this kid pantsed me while, and like while I was peeing in the urinal and like in my head, Lou was standing next to me, just shitting his pants. And like, it was the most, it was literally the most bizarre thing. That's been a couple of weeks ago. And I woke up and I'm like, yeah, I, I thought about DMing him and being like, dude, I had a crazy dream, but I'm like, no, there's no fucking way I'm about to DM him and be like, Hey man, I had a dream where I was pissing and I got pants by somebody and you were just sitting there shitting yourself. Like how you weird have, would you would have appreciated it. Probably. You probably would have appreciated it. But like for my <laughs> own, for my own pride, I didn't want to do that. One, like it'd be weird because I'm like, Oh, Hey man, I'm dreaming about you. Like that's not okay. But also like 
that was probably one of my one of my favorite moments on any of our any of our episodes that and brett's trying to explain it to us what a bugaboo is i mean if you haven't seen Step Brothers, then you're probably not going to get it everybody's seen stepbrothers but like nobody <laughs> readily knows like i don't remember every word that was said in the movie and like you whip out bugaboo on a guest and I, I, they paused they were like okay hold on let me uh let me google bugaboo real quick because i don't know what the fuck he's talking about <laughs> like i had to say something i'm like bugaboo really of I all the bugaboos. words yeah you're two bugaboos but like that was on par with the clicks that was definitely on par with the clicks almost as bad not quite as bad From a bro Italian standpoint, we've talked a little bit about like podcast growth. The last year has been a lot of, you know, a lot of us just figuring this shit out. And interestingly, we've had a lot of people uh, through the Pilesons Instagram page reach out to us in searching for answers on how to start a podcast. Um, I can tell you, we are not experts. Like we wing this shit a lot. Like, there are times where we don't, most of the time we will send out emails, get a resume, read about the person, and then just kind of pick up a question rotation that turns into a conversation. Like it's not, I think initially we, we had like this whole elaborate, like we'll get this rotation. We'll ask these questions and all that. And I think that made us so stressed out that it was like such a rigid thing where now it's just more of like a flowy conversational type thing. So like, I think the biggest takeaway for, for those people who asked that, asked that, like the, the biggest thing I've learned from our first year doing this is just relax. Like it, it helps us. It helps the guest relax and use video because if you use video, I know for us using video totally, I think changes the dynamic because it's, it's face to face. It's way more personable. Yeah. Absolutely. It's face to face talking you when to I'm somebody. talking shit or whatever. So yeah. hundred um, percent. So like that, and you know, People, it helps you. Sorry, Nick. It helps you read the guest better too. It helps you kind of understand, like, hey, how's this episode going to go time today? Or is like, it more like, are we going to? This is just informational. Behind the scenes at the pilots' lounge, what you guys don't see is like, well, in the first five minutes of talking to somebody, there's usually a text message that comes over, <laughs> the group text. Hey, we, like, <laughs> hey, hey guys, hey guys, we got to be serious. We can't, we can't do table talk. Like if we're going to do table talk, don't, don't drop any bad questions. Literally that that's going to happen within like the first five minutes. I guarantee it. And it's, but it's so true because there are some, there are, I would say a couple people we've had on that definitely probably, definitely probably, most likely would not have been okay with us asking them what their most embarrassing moment in their lifetime had been. Enter Charlie Plum. But um, got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. Yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that probably wouldn't have been okay. Um, so once again, like know your guest, but also know your audience too. Like if you try to sit there, I think what we've done really well is that we know when to be serious and we know when to have fun, you know? And I think that, uh, I think that that's appreciated by, by kind of all sides, but that's enough about year one. People listen to the episodes for the most part. And if you haven't listened to the episodes, scroll back through, start listening to them and then come back and listen to this one. Mm-hmm.